Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Lucy Kellaway's podcast from the Financial Times. In 1946, a friend of George Orwell was having a chat with a couple of factory workers about reading and about why they didn't do much of it. Chaps like us couldn't spend 12 shillings and sixpence on a book, one of them explained. This story prompted Orwell to write a short essay called Books versus Cigarettes, which has just been republished by Penguin. He starts by counting the number of volumes on his shelves, 442, adjusts for books that were gifts or on loan, adds it all up and works out that he spent £25 a year on reading, which is £15 less than he spent on smoking. He then attempts to put a price on the amusement per hour to be got from reading and concludes that it is the cheapest pleasure there is, apart from listening to the radio. One could pick holes in his method methodology. No adjustment for inflation, for instance. Yet his conclusion is right. The reason that people don't read books has nothing to do with the cost. It's because they'd rather go to the dogs or to the pub instead. Sixty years on, books are even cheaper. I've done my own calculations and can confirm that since 1946, the price of a good hardback has gone up from about 12 shillings and sixpence to about 16.99, a 28-fold rise, while a packet of 20 cigarettes, which then was one shilling and fourpence, has gone up 75 times. Even though everyone can now afford books, still no one reads. It's not just the factory workers who don't read, managers don't either. And what they don't read in particular is novels. I've just asked two senior executives what it is that puts them off. Both said the same thing. I don't have time. One claimed to read novels on holiday, but when pressed, could only mention Robert Harris's latest thriller that he hadn't quite finished. The other said he read biographies and history. He shunned novels as he liked to learn something from a book. But on this last point, he may be wrong. Managers can learn a great deal from fiction, or so thinks Sandra Susha. She teaches a course at Harvard Business School in which she makes chief executives sit down and talk about novels. She thinks that business leaders should steal the idea of book clubs from their wives and get together with their peers once a month to thrash out the moral dilemmas posed in fiction. She suggests that they read Kazuo Ishiguro's novel The Remains of the Day, which is about the reminiscences of a lonely, elderly English butler. He measured out his life in polishing coffee spoons, showing undying loyalty to his boss, rather than chasing the woman he loved. The plight of this Edwardian butler is meant to drive home the point to businessmen that employee loyalty comes at a cost. Last week I decided to look for other titles suitable for chief executives and visited a bookshop that has just opened in Bloomsbury called The School of Life. It's a peculiar little place, an uneasy cross of retro, new age and wacky, backed by popular philosopher Alain de Botton. It employs two bibliologists who will offer reading prescriptions for books that will transform and illuminate people's lives. I asked one of them for books to illuminate the life of a powerful chief executive of a big company. She recommended, among other things, Tess of the D'Urbervilles, as it would show how not to treat people in a subservient position, and The Grapes of Wrath, which would show the pitfalls of being in charge. I would like to like this reading club idea, but in truth, I think it's hopeless. 
Chief Executive spends so much time in meetings already, I can't see how further time around the table hearing the sound of their own voices is going to bring on a breakthrough in the moral front. I'm also worried about the lessons from these novels. Great literature is about subtlety and ambiguity, business trades and certainty and probability. It's hard to see what chief executives would gain from discussing Hardy's novel about premarital sex, convention, murder and passion. I wept buckets reading it in my 20s, and I think I concluded that love could be hard, especially back then. For me, the point of reading novels is to escape into someone else's world. I love Tess of the D'Urbervilles partly because I enjoyed being a pretty milkmaid, with a guilty secret chased by a handsome vicar's son. And this, I think, is why chief executives will never get the hang of reading novels, because they're happy with their own lives and feel no desire to put on frilly caps and be milkmaids. Still, if all else fails, at least fiction is very good for showing off. The boss of a friend who works for a big company was recently trying to get his team to come up with personal brand values. To explain the concept, he got them all to discuss the brand values of Gwendolyn Harveler. Many of them were stymied by this exercise by their ignorance of Daniel Deronda, which allowed the boss to revel in his cultural superiority. The story makes me shudder. The attempt to impose something as trite as personal brand values on the sublimity of George Eliot is bordering on blasphemy. More than this, there is one huge thing to be gained from reading fiction, that it helps one write more elegantly. In the end, this is why chief executives should read Hardy or Steinbeck. There is not a paradigm shift or a core competency to be found in either. Thank you for listening. To read Lucy Kellaway's columns online, please visit www.ft.com forward slash Kellaway. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.